Hello, this is number 13. Today I'm taking the question, how can I get my kid to go to bed? You are listening to the Simple Families Podcast, a Q&A style show that brings you solutions for living well with family. Here's your host, Danae Barahona. This is Danae. Welcome to episode number 13. As always, this is a Q&A style podcast. So please leave me your questions at simplefamilies.com backslash ask. Today, I'm taking a question from Mariette in the Netherlands. She writes, my four-year-old is a sweetheart, but when we play together and it's time to go to bed, he gets so angry. I tell him that it's not nice and he needs to go to bed and we were just having fun playing together. He often gets like that when he doesn't want to do something. And then when he's laying in bed, he often has to go to the bathroom. I always follow through and let him go. Can you give me tips on how to handle this? Thanks. Mariette, I think this question is going to resonate with a lot of parents. This resistance to going to bed and then once they're in bed, wanting to get up multiple times to do different things. The structure of this show is that I hit on three main highlights and then I end with one take-home point for today. So the first point that I want to touch on is the emotional piece. So ending the day positively and preparing for bed. The second piece is patterning your day. So finding a rhythm that works at bedtime that gets your child into the pace that he or she needs to be in order to go to bed. And the third being how to handle those late night requests. So to start with the emotional piece, there are a lot of emotions that go into bedtime from both the adult and the parent. I know from personal experience that at the end of the day, by bedtime, you're just ready for your kid to go to bed. You're exhausted, you're more irritable than you might have been earlier in the day, and it can be frustrating. Specifically, if you've dealt with a pattern of frustrating behaviors from your child around bedtime, sometimes you can start to dread this time. The bad news is that all of these emotions that adults experience are mirrored in our children. So they literally create a mirror of what our emotions are. So the frustration and the stress and the irritability is all essentially transferred onto our kids. Whether we like it or not, we know that kids are little sponges and this is just one more way that they're sponging off of us is that they do soak up a lot of our emotions. Sometimes we don't even know that we're putting those emotions off. Every single parent knows that we cannot control the emotions of our kids. What we can control is our own emotions. So if we control our own emotions, we can help have a positive impact on our child's emotional experience around bedtime. So specifically, I mean by that is being really positive at bedtime and being really lighthearted. I usually recommend keeping the bedtime prep around 10 or 15 minutes. So for that 10 or 15 minutes, parents, I just really recommend dropping the tension. I'm sure you've heard the expression that you never should go to bed angry. And usually that's in relationship to your spouse, but it also is relevant to our kids too. We should never go to bed angry with our kids. So that means modeling positive emotions around bedtime. Now, like I said previously, we can't control the emotions of our kids. So sometimes our kids are going to go to bed angry at us, and we can't do anything about that. All we can do is control our own emotions and what we are bringing to the table. I don't recommend negotiating or trying to solve big problems and disputes with your child 
at bedtime, a lot of times this will just prolong the going to bed process. What I do recommend is having a very consistent routine that your child can get into the habit of and know what to expect. So bedtime is definitely not a time to solve big problems or to undergo negotiations with your child, but it is a time to bring a smile and to bring positive energy to the room. So once you have your energy in check, I recommend that you examine the pattern of routines in your evening. Now, as Mariette suggested, she and her child were having a lot of fun playing and then it was time for bed and he got angry. When you put something, an activity right before bedtime that a child really, really enjoys, like playing with their parent, whether it's playing, being thrown up in the air or singing and dancing, whatever it might be, something that the child is really enjoying, and then it's time to go to bed, making that transition from something really fun to something really lonely and quiet and subdued as bedtime is can be really hard. So I don't recommend ending your day with playing. You can go ahead and play and have fun, but right prior to bed, I would suggest choosing an activity that's still enjoyable to your child, but they're going to have a less difficult time leaving. So for some kids, this is reading books. So you might be playing and playing, and then it's time to read books. And then it's much easier to walk away from reading the books than it is playing your favorite toys with your parents. There's also a more natural end point to a book. So when the book is over, it's time for bed. Parents who let their kids watch TV before bed are probably going to see something very similar. So TV is very stimulating. Kids are watching TV and they want to watch more and more and more. So it's really hard to drag your kids away from the TV right before bedtime. So similarly in this instance, I would choose a sort of a less fun activity right before bedtime. So maybe you let them watch a little bit of TV. And then after watching TV, they get to take a bath. And then after bath, they go to bed. So winding down slowly throughout the evening. So choosing an activity right before bed, that's not the most fun thing in the world. Patterning your days like that is going to make your life a lot easier. We see this as adults too. You know, when you're watching TV at night and you are sucked into a series on Netflix and you just want to watch one more episode, you just want to watch one more episode. And it's really hard just to shut the TV off and go to bed. That's why a lot of us end up staying up too late. I would actually recommend this same sort of pattern for adults. So if you are watching Netflix, I would might suggest patterning your evening in the way of watching some Netflix and then reading a book and then going to bed because you'll find that reading a book is a lot less stimulating. It's going to be much easier to put a book down and go to bed than it would be to continue watching episode after episode of the television. As parents, this means that we're in charge of structuring our evenings so that it works in favor of our child. So it sets them up for success. So lastly, the child that is always calling out and needing things at night. I recommend as part of the bedtime routine, including all of those things. So the drink of water, the drink of milk, the trip to the bathroom, giving your child an ample opportunity to take care of all of those needs prior to laying down in bed. That way, when they call out to you, you can say, well, you already did that. You already had that. And it's easier for a parent to resist going back in to take care of those needs over and over if you know that the child has already been tended to, essentially. There's a little bit of a learning curve on this. So if you have a child who's always called out to go to the bathroom or called out to get something to drink after they go to bed, 
the first time that you say, okay, I'm not coming in, you've had your drink, you've sat on the potty, you're done for the evening, they're going to call out a lot. They might actually call out more than normal because they're testing you and they're getting used to this new rule. But once they get the hang of it, once there's a few nights where you're not responding, you're not going in there, you're not taking them to the potty, you're not giving them water, they're going to learn very quickly that they need to take care of all of those things before they crawl into bed for the night. But like I said, there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve on that. So you have to understand that your child is going to be more frustrated than usual as they're starting to learn these new limits and boundaries that you're putting into place around bedtime. So the take home for today is to stick with it. Approach bedtime with a positive attitude and a smile and make sure that you are, in fact, winding your kids down slowly for the night. And then set this new firm yet loving expectation that they are to take care of all their needs before they go to bed for the night. Trust that they are going to get the hang of this. And it might take a few days, but this is truly going to benefit both you and your kids in the long run because everybody's going to be getting more sleep and more peace around bedtime. Thank you so much for tuning in today. This has been episode number 13. If you want to check out the show notes, you can go to www.simplefamilies.com backslash episode 13, and you can read more there. And please take a second to leave a review in iTunes if you've enjoyed this show. I would love to hear from you. Have a good one.